together to meditate, even though we find ourselves in different uh, parts of the world. Uh, it's when we all sit in meditation together uh, that the oneness that we experience within ourselves is one uh, that gives us more strength, it gives us more happiness, it gives us more joy. Uh, we're living in a state in which uh, we find uh, the virus which is spread all around the world uh, is creating many difficulties for us. To keep ourselves healthy, to keep ourselves from getting the virus, uh, we've all been told to be in isolation. So as we are in isolation in different parts of the world, we are sitting in our homes, um, some of us are working from home, uh, we listen to the news, and uh, we look at uh, uh, how many more people have uh, the virus in our city, our country, and in the world, and what else is happening. So it's a time which, uh, it's a time, uh, which brings uh, despair to us, it puts us in fear, and sometimes uh, we might feel that the situation is hopeless. And so when, when these kind of feelings come in, because uh, it just seems like there's no solution to the problem at this time, uh, then the mind goes into uh, negativity. Uh, we start to wonder if uh, we are going to get the sickness. We wonder if our family is going to be safe. Uh, we wonder uh, if we're not going to work, how are we going to put food on the table? And so all kinds of thoughts which are negative start to come in. And as these kind of thoughts come to us, then the body puts hormones out. And these hormones, as they come into the body, uh, because it's not a time where really things are happening, it's something that we conjecture will happen, so then that is what creates a lot of stress and strain in the body. And we all know today that stress and strain is not only at the emotional level, it's not only at the mental level, but the effects are also on the physical body. And so, just by thinking about the situation, just by uh, finding out about the environment, just by listening to the news and all kinds of uh, mechanisms, are, mechanisms are there today uh, to, to tell us what may happen, what might not happen, and what is happening in some <laughs> parts of the world. Um, you know, we are kind of bombarded uh, by information uh, which is putting us in a state of a lot of stress and strain. Now, we can either remain in that state, and if we remain in that state, what will happen is that as we have negative thoughts, as we have negativity around us, we will then find that our um, strength within is getting less and less and less, and we are uh, not experiencing the immunity that we generally have. And so uh, it would be easy for us to get sick also. There's an alternative that we can look at at this stage. And that alternative is to be positive. That alternative is to think to ourselves and say, okay, the world situation is like this, that the virus is spreading. Now we can't stop it because it is spreading. It spreads through... Uh, people being close to each other, it spreads through uh, uh, when someone's talking through the mouth or they sneeze, 
and and we were very close to them within three to six feet we could get it too and so that we cannot stop because that has happened already how do we live in that environment how do we safeguard ourselves from getting that and 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 instead of being negative about the environment let's think of being positive what is it that we can do because what happens is when we are negative then the creative part of our brain and our mind is still but when we are positive then we want to find solutions we come up with new things we have new inventions we have new ideas and the creative part of our uh, being uh, is excited so when we get to be positive then we find that we will be able to find solutions to any difficulty uh, there's a very interesting example uh, which comes from america it's from the 1900s uh, you know people have always been selling things so there was a big store <laughs> to sell all kinds of goods and as it was selling goods and what happens is a business and those of you who have run businesses you know that inventory sometimes get more so the inventory on this store which was selling all kinds of things to the people toys and uh, gadgets and all kinds of activities and some clothes and other things uh, their uh, inventory is getting more and more and more and when the inventory in a business gets more and more and more it's very difficult to carry the inventory because they need money to carry the inventory so business person tries to sell it so at this store um there was uh, the manager of the store and then there was a clerk who used to work there and so they were talking and the clerk who was a young kid who had just started working he said i have an idea so manager said okay let me listen to your idea and so the clerk said uh, why don't we take all of these things that we have here and we put a price of either a nickel or a dime a nickel is 5 cents and a dime is 10 cents so let's put a very small price on them and we will be able to get rid of a lot of inventory and have some money to buy some more and keep on going so the manager thought about it and he said yeah seems like a good idea so they put all the products for a nickel or a dime and they realized that pretty soon many many of their things were sold because many people started coming and said oh we can get things very cheap so this was at a time when that this aspect was not uh, very popular today in america you have all these dollar stores so this was many many years ago in the beginning of the 19th century mm-hmm. and then as as things were going on the so one day and the clerk came to the manager and said i want to start my own business and i want to sell things for 5 tens and 10 cents and the manager gave it some thought and as both of them were close they started talking so the young kid asked the manager would you invest with me i need this much money to start and i'll give you this percentage of the business and so the manager thought about it thought about it came back and said you know i've been giving a lot of thought but i don't think you'll be able to make money if you sell everything for 5 cents and 10 cents what we did was different because we were trying to get rid of the inventory but i don't think this idea would be successful so the young man he went out he got some other people to invest with him and he started one store and his store became successful quite soon he opened two other stores and they started to sell too everything that they would sell there would be 
for five cents and ten cents. And, and then he started to open a chain of stores all over America. And these stores were called Woolworths. And the person who started it, the stores were named after him. His name was F.W. Woolworth. And so the idea to start a new thing comes when you're positive about things. Many years later, when he was very successful, when the manager had a chance to reflect back on what had happened, he made a very interesting comment. He said, for every word I used to shoot down this clerk's idea, I have lost a million dollars for each word. Because otherwise, if I have invested with them, I would have made so much money. So we can look at things positively. We can look at things negatively. I'm not saying that any new idea that comes up is going to be successful. But there are many ways of looking at the situation, finding a solution. So simply today, as we find ourselves in this very grave situation, a difficult situation, in which uh, everyone is trying to find solutions uh, to the situation, uh, let's be positive. Let's know that if you look back at history, you know, there have been wars, there have been calamities, there have been uh, other um, illnesses and sicknesses that have come, and then they've passed away too. So this too shall pass. This time is going to be behind us uh, in a few weeks, a few months, a few years. And we have to see how things go. Yes. Uh, but this time is going to be behind us. It's not that this is going to last and last and last. And so the key is to be able to uh, make the best of this opportunity. So as we are in isolation and as we are in our homes, uh, we need to be positive. And there are certain things that we can do uh, to make sure things are better. The first thing we can do is to make sure that our physical body is well. You know, over the years, we all think we should eat right, we should exercise more, we should build our muscles, we should have more immunity, but we don't get the time because we're so engrossed in our work, in our social activities, and in other activities that we think are very important to do. So this is the time to focus on the physique, to, to make ourselves as strong as we can, as healthy as we can, eat the right kind of thing, do the right kind of exercises, and, and whatever it takes to make the immunity uh, in us stronger and stronger and stronger so that we are able to deal with any uh, kind of sickness that comes to us. The second thing that we can do is to enhance our mental capabilities. You know, all of us, as we are in the workforce, or if, as a student, we are a student, we have so much to do on a daily basis that we are unable to focus our attention on what is truly important. So if you have a hobby, if you paint or you do sculpture or you write poetry, uh, whatever hobby you have, you should enhance it. Um, today, uh, there are many people uh, who, during this time of isolation, are writing doing gardening or, or they are like are trying to learn new skills or learn like uh, cooking. <laughs> Uh, these are skills that one can enhance. Um, there are many doctors and nurses and people in other professions who are trying to get to their patients or to their clients uh, through, through um, television and through being able to uh, do things so that they don't have to be face-to-face uh, -face with each other. So these are new skills that we can enhance in ourselves. Uh, we can help someone online to be able to learn better skills. So 
So this is a time to enhance our mental capabilities. And most of all, this is the best time to enhance our spiritual capabilities. You know, many times in life we try to know about God. We try to uh, sit in silence, but we feel we don't have enough time. Uh, we feel uh, we'll do it when we get when we get to the stage where we're retiring from work, because many times we feel uh, now I have so many things to do. I have to uh, go and do my work. I have to take care of the family. I have to be involved in all my social activities and you know, responsibilities. And so one is so engrossed in all of those activities that the real important thing in life, which is to truly know our spirituality, which is to experience our spirituality, that's missed out by us. So this is a time to focus in that direction. This is a time to sit in silence. This is a time to meditate. This is a time to read our scriptures and get to the depths of what is being said, to understand them and try to put them into practice. Uh, this is a time to meet God. And, and now we have the time. Now there can't be any excuses. Generally, we have many excuses. You know, we make a to-do list. And we say, this is important, this is important, this is important. And we try to do things which we think are important. And generally, sitting in silence or meditating or knowing God, you know, comes to the bottom. And many times we don't even get to it. And we are uh, in uh, the cycle of like the rat race of getting up in the morning, going to work, coming back, watching some TV, being entertained by ourselves, and sleeping. And the next day, we're in the same cycle. This is the time to look at what are we really supposed to do? What is our relationship with God? Why are we here in the first place? Because we know that every time everyone is going to physically die. So, so God has given us this time of like 50 years, 60 years, 80 years, 100 years. And what is the purpose of being here? And, and as we ponder on that question, as we get to the, our scriptures, as we uh, look at the lights of the great saints and mystics, as we learn from their teachings, we all come to the conclusion that this life is given to know God, to be with God, to get off the wheel of transmigration, to find the oneness with God. And to be able to get there, we need to sit in silence. You can call it praying with attention, you can call it going within, you can call it uh, being able to invert within, these are all different names for a very similar activity. God is not up in the sky. God is within each and every one of us. So this is a good time to meditate. Now, we should start with small chunks of meditation. Just like Woodward started with five and ten cents and his stores started all you know, five and ten stores and he, he built a great fortune. Uh, if in the beginning it's difficult for us to stay for a long time, let's sit for half an hour. Let's say twice a day, let's say three times a day, let's say four times a day, let's say five times a day. And then as we, as we get into a habit of sitting for half an hour, then we can extend the time. And as we go within, we will find that the happiness and joy which is within ourselves is like oozing out from us. You know, when we come into this world, God gives us some capital. That capital is the number of breaths. That capital is the time that we will be uh, in this physical body. And so we need to make use of this capital. And those who make use of this capital of the time that we have in the physical existence, uh, 
as one in which we fulfill the very purpose for which we've come into this world, which is to know ourselves and to know God. Those are the ones who are successful. But if life goes on and we've never thought about why we are here, what is the purpose of life, then we will always be revolving in the wheel of transmigration. We go from one existence to another, to another, to another. Uh, there are Churasi lakh. Churasi means, lakh means 8.4 million of species in which our soul can transmigrate. And so you can well imagine if we have to go to each one of them to get another human birth, how many millions of years it would be before we get another human birth. And so the key is to make the best use of this opportunity. And the best use of this opportunity is to connect with ourselves, know who we are, realize we're not the body, we're not the mind, we're not the brains, we're not all our emotions, that in reality we are soul, and the soul can be experienced, just like the body can be felt, you touch air, you touch air, you touch air, you can feel yourself. Similarly, the soul can be felt, as we sit, in silence. So this is the time to meditate, this is the time to go within, this is the time to connect with our soul, experience our soul, take it on the spiritual journey within, be able to experience the spiritual regions, and to be able to experience happiness and joy like we've never experienced before. And once we experience that, then we will want to experience it more and more and more. It's the same thing. If you like something when you eat it, you want to eat it more and more. If you hear something that sounds good to you, you want to hear that again and again and again. So similarly, when we experience the joys like we've never experienced before, when we experience happiness, when we are in a state of bliss, then we want to experience that state more and more and more. And so the amount of time for which we sit in meditation automatically gets to be more and more and more. So as we all are sitting in many different parts of the world, uh, let us all sit in meditation. Uh, please close your eyes very gently. Uh, your eyeballs should be straight, focus eight to 10 inches in front of you. And, and those of you who are initiating the mystery of the beyond, please do your simran. Those of you who are new here, uh, please repeat any name of God that you feel comfortable with. This repetition of God's name should be done mentally and not out loud. Now, as you focus in front of you, in the beginning, you might experience darkness. But with time, you'll find that light will sprout forth. It might look like flashes of light. It might look like circles of light. The light could be of various colors. It could be golden. It could be white yellow, green, orange, red, or any other color. So what do we see? Just focus in the middle. With time, what happens is, to you, it will seem like these lights have stabilized. <coughs> what is actually happening is that the light of God is within each and every one of you. When you concentrate, you experience the light. When you're distracted, you experience darkness. So with time, as your concentration will improve more and more and more, you'll experience the light more and more and more. And as you experience this light more and more and more, with with time, you will have vistas after vistas of divine light and sound open up for you, which put you uh, in a state of joy, like you've never experienced before. And, and as we find ourselves in those vistas, we find that the effect of being there is not only for the time that we are there, but even after when we get out of the meditative state, that state of joy and happiness remains for long times to come. So that happiness and joy is in our reach, irrespective of whatever is happening in the world outside. We have that within ourselves. We can all 
partake of it. We can all uh, put it into our lives. We can all use it to our benefits. And so as we connect with that state, then uh, we get strengthened and we're able to deal with any difficulty uh, which comes in front of us. So I pray to God Almighty and to the three great masters of the past century, Hazul Baba Savan Singh Ji Maharaj, Param Sankipal Singh Ji Maharaj, and the gracious master Sandarshan Singh Ji Maharaj, to help each and every one of us connect with the divine power within and to experience the divine light in this effulgence. So I'll be getting you out of this meditative state in a little while, and my best wishes are with each and every one of you. Thank you.